Morning, team. Thank you, Anthony. I love Leicester Square on a Friday morning. It's lit up like you're going to be mugged. It's got all these big arc lights, and you think, why, why have they got the arc lights there? And I want them there every night of the week. I absolutely love I walk through, and I think, I hope I look attractive. You know, as I'm being felled to the ground. I want to make sure I do look good, clutching my little bag of Marks and Spencer's Satsumas. Anyway, nice to be company this morning. Welcome to Friday. It's the weekend. Do you know, there's a couple of stories in the paper today. I don't know if Anthony mentioned them earlier on. Can somebody explain to me why Jerry Adams is fronting a programme on Jesus on Channel 4? Excuse me? Am I in the right, right place? Probably. It's LBC. Lovely outside. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. Sun's shining. I put on a bikini, you know. No, no. I heard you talk about snow and I checked on the telly. Birmingham. Shut. Four inches of snow at the airport. Britain's second, and, uh, second city. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it going to hit us, do you think, the snow? I tell you, let's get Chris Lowry on the phone now. Let's phone him up. Have a nice day, break. Sorry, come teeth for All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. There you go. Four inches of snow in Birmingham. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. And I thought, no, this is an old news report. And then they showed you a picture of it. And I thought, blimey. Looks like that film Airport, which I, which I loved. And they've got the snow coming down, driving. So, and you think, so they've cancelled all the flights in and out of Birmingham. They're going, the Met Office are saying it's going to sweep the country. I'd rather rely on what Chris Lowry says, because I don't, I don't hold out too much, I'm afraid, with the, uh, with the Met Office. Oh, 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 all right. Um... So I was just trying to think of something. We've got a great how low for you this morning. Details coming up in a second. John Warrington will be here. Have they uh, dyed Wills' hair black? I don't think so. I think what they've done is they've airbrushed. And when you airbrush, you put in a colour. And you put in the colour black stroke brown or whatever. It's like nobody, unless you're really naff, dyes their eyebrows or eyelashes black. You tend to do black with a little bit of brown or a, or a bluey black or something like that. Because the other black looks a bit too cheap and naff. Uh, and I think that what they've done is when they've airbrushed Wills' his hair to make it look as though he's got some hair. Because he doesn't... I mean, he has got hair, but he hasn't got a huge amount of hair. And I think they've done it. And they've done it the wrong colour. And that's why the press have, uh, have gone to the palace and gone... Excuse me, um, does he dye his hair? And they've got... Don't be so ridiculous. Of course he doesn't dye his hair. Much. And, uh, I mean... It does. I mean, it does. It's a little bit here. I mean, page three, they've got a big feature in the mail. But on the front page, Prince William does not use black hair dye. So what if he did? Does it really make any difference? No. It's about as non-event as Denise Van Outen dragging her dreary pregnancy through the papers. Let me just explain to you, Miss Van Outen. I realise that this is the most publicity you've had for ages because you're not actually working and you're not really doing anything. She went on a charity thing the other day, which is all very lovely, with all these other pregnant people. And, you know, it's great fun for them. But uh, she claims she was dropped from this programme. You were never going to be doing it anyway. I don't know why the papers are making such a big deal about the BBC are biased against a pregnant woman. I tell you what, Denise, come on, let's see you be totally honest and upfront about this. Who are the people who told you, told you categorically that you were not being used because you were pregnant? Come on, name names. Stop going round the houses, because at the moment, I don't believe you. The BBC have said, and Andrew Lloyd Webber said, this is a brand new programme. You were never going to be on it anyway. Neither was um, John Barrowman. In fact, all of the original panellists were not being used on this one. You've dragged yourself, made yourself look a complete prat through the papers by saying you're not being used because you're pregnant. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the fact that it's a new programme, and they've got a whole new panel, including... 
Charlotte Church, Sheila Hancock, uh, EastEnders star John Partridge, and uh, Graham Norton hosting. Now, Sheila Hancock is my special guest this Sunday for In Conversation. So we knew about this ages ago. So that's why. I mean, there was never any chance of you being on it, pregnant or otherwise. You've done one series. They want to, They put somebody else on there. It was never going to be your gig, love. So will you finally shut up about it, for God's sake. So bored. So bored. Uh, another story. Elton John has described Jesus as a gay man. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Sir Elton obviously had one or two sherbets and decided. He says, I think Jesus was a compassionate, super-intelligent gay man who understood human problems. OK. Now, to be honest with you, he can't prove yes and nobody else can prove otherwise. You're kind of stuck with this one. You're kind of stuck. I suppose the old answer used to be, well, there he was, followed around by all these other men, and they hung around the Garden of Gethsemane, and there was lots of drinking and chatting and all kinds of things, and hardly any women involved at all. So, I mean, I don't know. Bethlehem might have been home to a huge gay bar. I have no idea. But it does seem an odd thing to say, after all this time, he says, on the cross he forgave the people who crucified him. Jesus wanted us to be loving and forgiving. I don't know what makes people so cruel. Try being a gay woman in the Middle East. You're as good as dead. It's true, actually. That is true. Try being a gay young man in certain parts of the Middle East. Try going to Tehran and going, hello, I'm 16 and I'm gay. They'll have you strung up at the end of a crane faster than you can say the word Bible, let me tell you. There's also a little girl here in the paper. She's in all the papers today. And they obviously, when, when you're little, you go through sort of medical things. And this is Lucy. She's three foot nine and she weighs three stone nine pounds. And she's been classed as overweight. Now, to be honest with you, even I think it's a bit balmy. You look at her and you can see quite clearly that she's not. Uh, but what they're working on is, is it possible for a child to become overweight? I mean, we've all seen the kids. You see them, especially as it's half term at the moment, hanging around on the side. They've, they've got nothing. They're bored out of their tinies. They've got nothing. What do they do? Put the little hoodies up. Generally, the reti- you know, the, the ones who aren't all with it. And they go out and they hang around and shop. They've got nothing to do. When we went on holiday, when we had half term, we did all sorts of things. You didn't just go out. Your mum would go, where are you going? Uh, I'm just going to go and hang around the shopping centre. Eh? No, you did things. You had hobbies. You went around friends' houses. You did... This, these buffoons nowadays, small wonder we've got a nation of nerds. We've only got to read the people who sort of Twitter, not, not Twitter, the people who sort of do all this text speaking. And I can't understand what some of them say because it's all in code. And it's like, why can't they write proper words? And people go, oh, I've got predictive text. You go, oh, lovely. Actually, talk your predictive text. You are going to love my how low this morning. I, ca- I can only tell you that there is one family, this is the Jones family, who will not be going for my prize. Because the Jones family, this is Richard and Miranda, are in the paper today. They've got uh, all their children. They've got Rudy, Theo, Moses, Joshua, Nesta and Sasha. I'm getting the feeling there's sort of a biblical theme kind of running through here. A little bit Moses, Joshua, Nesta, Sasha. They're old biblical names. But anyway, the secret of their happy family, they've got no television, they've got no mobile phones and they've got no computer. And I'm thinking... This sounds to me like a deeply religious family. This doesn't sound like a normal family, because in normal day-to-day work, you're going to come up against a television, you're going to come up against a mobile and a computer. But uh, Joshua was towing the party line, although he admitted he was getting an iPhone this summer. He said it's worked very well 
uh, for my friendships. I actually get to see my friends rather than just talk to them on the internet. So there you go. So it's obviously parents who have decided to, you know, that's how they're going to bring their, their children up. Which, which is why I say that the Jones family are not going to be going for the Steve Allen How Low today. What am I offering in the How Low? It's not a mountain bike. It's not a television. It's not a computer. What could it be? Is it a weight loss programme? Nope. It's only an Apple 3G iPhone. Woo! This one is the must-have. Now, I can only tell you it's the must-have because I have one. And I love it. And, in fact, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we were sort of just going through... In fact, it's Paul Savory. We were going through different applications. He was showing me the ones that he's got and I was showing him the ones I haven't got. And And I said, you know, out of all the phones... This is the only phone where I've hung on to it and I've not thought, oh, I'll be looking forward to changing that. I have no intention of changing this phone. I've never had any pro. If you get problems with it, I just turn it off and reboot the system and it works every time. Uh, it's just brilliant. Just brilliant. And it can be yours on my how low. This is a special one this morning. It finishes at 7am, which means that you don't have to wait all day. You don't have to wait till you get to the whale to find out if you've won. It can be yours today. I'd love you to get the phone call. I don't need to tell you about the Apple 3G iPhone. I just need to tell you I've got one and it can be yours. All you have to do is work out how low the price will be. We're looking for the person with the lowest unique bid. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. My hammer comes down at 7am this morning. And to play on this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence... And send that to treble eight two one. So to bid forty six pence, you text LBC forty six, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid, say one pound eighteen, you text LBC one one eight, and then send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at seven a.m. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. This one's got full-colour touchscreen. You can view videos, play games, browse the internet. You can do just about everything with it. And it can be yours. All you have to do is just make sure that you've got the right amount of pennies. So it's the Steve Allen exclusive. You've forgotten, haven't you? Have you got them? I'm looking... Oh, right. Oh, they're not through yet. Oh, right. OK. So it's the 3G Apple iPhone and it finishes at seven this morning. So go on, give it a whirl. And it's uh, your bid, LBC, then your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. Good luck. I'll mention it again a little bit later on this morning. Don't forget, we take all your texts and emails. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. Weave them all into the programme. And um, uh, Steve says, Jim, save Abbey Road Studios. What about the Olympic Studios in Barnes? I don't know, actually. I don't know about those at all. But I do know that everybody's jumped on the bandwagon. Now they've said Andrew Lloyd Webber could buy the uh, famous studios. Paul McCartney could certainly afford... All these people can afford to do it. It's what they would do with it. And my advice is, I would actually sort of, I don't know, just turn it, just have a consortium of people and, and just use it as a studio. Because it's iconic. They can all do it. It costs absolutely nothing, isn't it? Absolutely nothing. To, 24, 25 million pounds. Ha! Huh! Easy peasy. If only I'd won 56 million, I'd have, uh, I'd have bought it myself. I would, actually. I wouldn't have turned it into a house. I'd have left it as an iconic recording studio, which is what it is. 5.15.
These are the headlines. The search is continuing for a suspected armed robber described as dangerous who's gone on the run from his trial at the Royal Courts of Justice. A man who's said to have links to the Saudi Arabian royal family has been charged with murder after a body was discovered at a hotel in Marylebone. And the Unite Union will find out if a judge backs its attempts to have new working arrangements for British Airways cabin crew declared unlawful later. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, the 8th... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company, so don't forget the special today, the Howlow special, on the programme, finishes at 7am this morning. It's the Apple 3G iPhone. You've got to have it. I mean, you've just got to have it. It's just absolutely fantastic. Who would be, according to the Daily Mail this morning, the most unsuitable person in the whole world to introduce a television programme about Jesus Christ? One would be hard-pushed, writes Stephen Glover, to come up with somebody worse than Jerry Adams president of Sinn Féin and former member of the Provisional IRA. Yet, believe it or not, on Sunday evening, this man, with blood trickling from his hands, will present an hour-long Channel 4 programme about Jesus, part of a series called The Bible. A former terrorist, personally implicated in at least one murder and associated with many more, has been invited to make a documentary about a man described by his followers as the Prince of Peace, who lived a life that celebrated non-violence. I, and described by Elton John as gay. <laughs> it doesn't... I mean, everything's gone completely farming. I have to be honest, if somebody had said to me, and I remember the time, and you will as well, when you could not hear Jerry Adams's voice. We were not allowed, legally, to play Jerry Adams's voice. So an actor had to repeat his words. So every time Jerry Adams was interviewed, the voice you heard was an actor reading the words. How this man... I have no idea, as I said, with uh, Stephen Glover has said, with blood coursing from his hands, can actually present a programme about God, beggar's belief. I can only assume Channel 4 have taken all leave of their senses. Mind you, we do have these programmes on the television, where you sit there in disbelief. I did watch the Pamela Stevenson, and I did watch the ghastly Heather Mills sitting there, and all she talked about and droned on and on was, uh, I'm, uh, I do me a bit for charity, and all this kind of thing. Shut up. Shut up. There's nothing worse than people who try and detract from the truth. And let's face it, it was very difficult to actually find out what the truth was, I'm afraid, with Heather Mills. A dreary programme. I'm afraid, in the uh, in the extreme. Absolutely dreadful. Oh, Tesco want to be an estate agent. They've decided if they can sell fruit and veg and tins of stuff, they now want to be allowed to sell homes for a flat fee. I'm not really sure the upper end of the market is going to be going, do you know, I think, I think we're going to go to Tesco, you know. Perhaps you could have a Tesco value house. They'd have certain ones, you know, on certain estates, which would have the Tesco value sticker on. You know, get this one for only 48,000. Marvellous value. And here, are the, and here at the top end of our scale, in Tesco Finest, this one is 103,000. Because they had a house on the telly yesterday. You know they do that, this programme on the telly where they go relocation, relocation, relocation. And they went down to Margate. And the bloke there, had, he'd, he'd come from London, he wanted a place in Margate by the sea because he quite fancied that idea of, of an evening walking down, you know, pipe in one hand, dog, you know, fish and chips, have a pint, you know, chat to the locals. And he got... For what was it? £178,000. A six-bedroom house. Under £200,000. A six-bedroom house, three bathrooms. Huge. I thought, you want to come round to Twickenham? I don't think we've actually got any flats under 250000 I just, I mean, I, I, I find it amazing. I remember a friend of mine, uh, Chris Jarvis, who works for, for Children's BBC, and he bought a place in Ealing, 
and it was valued at a quarter of a million. See, it doesn't, it, it doesn't sound so bad when you say 250,000. When you say a quarter of a million, you go, a quarter of a million for a house. When my parents bought their, their place out in the country, I think they paid £6,000 for it. When they sold it, they sold it for 24500 And this is a huge mock Tudor mansion with a drive that goes up the side of the house. I mean, just fabulous. You know, gardens running down to the stream. And the, sorry, I'm on drugs again. And uh, anyway, so we had a nice big garden, big garage, you know, worksheds and all the rest of it. 24500 I went past it a short while ago. The people who've now got it have planted Leylandi in the front. Can't see the house at all. It's completely obliterated by the Lelandi. But it was lovely. Big gable at the front. Really, really nice. And to be honest, I wanted to go and knock on the door. Because I don't know how people would react. There's a number of houses that we lived in over the years that you think, as you get a bit older, you think, do you know, what have I got to do today? I haven't got anything to do today. And everybody asks me around here. I don't know why. Jess asks me in the morning, so what are you doing tonight? And I think, I've got no idea. I will probably go out and do a little bit of shopping today. Um... Because I did, oh, I went to Costco yesterday in Reading and I decided uh, to buy some crepe pans. You know, they're, they're, they're just frying pans, Teflon, but they're the, the right shape for doing crepes. And I'd been to Marks and Spencer's and I'd bought pancakes ready-made. And I thought, I've never bought... <laughs> I know, it's... You know, I've, my life is incredibly sad, but I absolutely love it. And so I bought these pancakes because it was two lots for three quid. So why would I stand there mixing up batter? Who can be bothered? So I took them out, and they came with a tangy lemon sauce. Heated up the pan, didn't put anything in it, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I didn't put any oil, any butter, nothing at all. I just took the pancake, peeled it off, dropped it in the crepe pan, and uh, it went, ow, hot, very hot. And, uh, and then flipped it over after a minute, put a little bit of the sauce drizzled over it, and then folded it over. Delicious. So I ate a whole packet whole packet of them, which would probably explain why we're at 10.3, although somewhat less than yesterday, which is a bit... So, I bought the, the, these, these two crepe pans uh, down in Reading, and, uh, and I, I went down the motorway, and it was raining yesterday. It started raining, and the rain's coming down. And, you know, there are cars passing me, mothers with kids sitting in the back. I'm doing 60 miles an hour because the sign said, you know, slow down, rain, all the rest of it. And one time it said, animals on road. I assumed ants. I don't think the wrong sign must have gone up, so I'm looking around for animals. Oh, look, wildebeest. Elephants. Unbelievable. It's a zoo. And these cars are going past with women in and children sitting on the back seat. They must have been doing 80 miles an hour, and I'm thinking, are you bloody mad or something? These people bombing past. At one point, I was nearly knocked off the road, but of course I wasn't, uh, by a huge articulated lorry. There were white van men going past me in the fast lane. I didn't think they were allowed to go in the fast lane. And, and various other motorway maintenance lorries. And you think to yourself, the whole world's gone mad. It's dangerous out there. That's why when Hugh Broom says there's been a major accident, it'll be some prat who can't drive. That's what it is. Terrible. Uh, Simon Cowell's girlfriend is wearing a £250,000 ring. Is it an engagement ring? Um, I think this could be the one for Si. I think they get on very well together. They get on very well together, so I'm, I mean, it, it might be. That'd be a wedding and a half, wouldn't it? That would be a wedding. I would think so. Uh, Angela says, I did notice Will's hair looking very dark, so I flicked through the Hello Mag at the supermarket. Did I buy it? No, I didn't. And Will's hair is not that colour either. Ha <laughs> ha. Anybody see the programme um, last night on the Gypsy Weddings? 
I didn't see it. I'm, I'm waiting to watch it. It was a whole programme on Gypsy Weddings. Because we, we learnt yesterday that we didn't know... Um, I, I thought before that if, if it was a gypsy couple getting married, that they would go out beforehand. No, they don't. There's no, no dating. There's none of this extracurricular before you get married. The girls see the potential husband or vice versa, and then the families meet, uh, the generally on the same site, and then you, then you get married. There's none of this living before... You know, you, you don't do anything beforehand, apparently. But uh, admittedly, some of the girls did look a little bit... Let's just call them tacky, I think. Um, Steve says, as a rule, I do not watch telly. I'm going to watch the Jerry Adams programme. Should be interesting. Perhaps you should invite Elton John on and they can have a little chat. Interesting, isn't it? Danny says, one benefit of buying a house from Tesco, imagine the amount of club card points you would earn. Exactly. When they go in there and you've got 32,000 cl- Oh, fantastic. Dean hopes they do a bog-off on the Tesco homes. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. I like that idea. Very good. Uh, John P., very good choice of judge for Over the Rainbow, says Bridget. Lovely. Uh, which, is, uh, which is very good indeed. We read everything out on the programme. Uh, I don't think you're entering the right competition. It says the lines that, no, they're not. It's all working perfectly well. We have, it's all tested. First thing in the morning. So, uh, so Jesus was, was gay and Lloyd Webb was going to buy um, the Abbey Road Studios for 30 million. And you thought the day couldn't get any more exciting. It absolutely... It, and, and, and you... <laughs> and perhaps Jesus could buy a Tesco house or something. Do you know, I like the idea. I don't see why Tesco shouldn't sell houses. I'm just not sure that it's the kind of place I would want to... I don't know. It's, I just think there are estate agents. And then there's Tesco's. Tesco's sell food. And I don't like this domination of the high street. I don't like the idea that the big supermarkets start going, right, we're actually going to do it cheaper, because they can, once they've got rid of all the estate agents, then they just put their prices up. It's, it's exactly the same as years ago. There was a, a well-known supermarket, and they went round to a farmer, and they said, hello. And he said, hello. And they said, we, we'd, we'd like to buy all your peas. And so he went, great, that's fine. They said, and we're going to give you, you know, 32 pence, or whatever it is, a, a pound, or whatever it was. Anyway, for the first two years, things truck along very nicely. And he, he loses all his other contacts because the supermarket takes all of his stock. And then they go to him and go, actually, we're only going to pay 12 pence for a pound of peas. And he goes, well, I don't want that. And they go, well, that's the final offer. And, you know, he went out of business. LBC 97. Nightmare. Oh. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. This is LBC 97.3, live from London. It's 5.30. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 28 minutes to six. It's Friday. It's Steve Allen. And uh, Viv says, I saw the Gypsy Wedding programme. Oh, are you in for a treat? Wait till you see the guests and the bridesmaids. I don't even think tacky is the right word for this. Wait till you see the fat, short-skirted one in the purple stripes. Do you know that uh, because there was a thing in the... They did a whole piece in one of the papers the other day on it. And they said that they never tell people when they book the wedding reception, as I said yesterday, that it's going to be a Gypsy Wedding because the hotels cancel them straight away. And so they normally leave it till the last minute and then go, surprise, surprise, you know, here we are. And because there's no invites, it's word of mouth. Nobody sends out an official invite. They just tell you it's this time and it's this place and you, you just know. And it's an opportunity for a lot of people to wear some very naff clothing. It has to be said. There's some, we did see a girl when we went to, where was it? Oh, we went to Kempton for the Boxing Day racing. And there was a girl there. It was bitterly cold, Boxing Day. I mean, what it was like, freezing cold. She's wearing like a cocktail dress with no tights on and high heels standing in the mud. And I looked at her and I thought, 
You really are peculiar, aren't you? Very odd. Talking of peculiar, a light aircraft was crashed into a tax office in the United States. The pilot allegedly set fire to his house, then he took the plane and aimed it at the government building in Austin, Texas. Killed himself. And you think to yourself, this was over a disagreement. However, not half as bad as a German teacher the other day who was stabbed to death and several pupils wounded when a former pupil stormed into the school shouting, this is payback time. This 23-year-old was apparently given bad marks and he turned up with a starting pistol, fired it and then stabbed the teacher to death. Dear God, I was only the, the mentally ill are out there, aren't they? And then, and you do get that a lot in, in America. I haven't heard of it in Germany before now. But in, in America, you get these people who go in there, Columbine High and all these kind of places. And, and people just sort of turn up with a gun and start shooting. Then, of course, I, I blame the internet, I'm afraid. I blame the internet for a lot of things. Uh, other stories in the paper today. Oh, Kelly Osborne has lost three stone. Unfortunately, still desperately unattractive, but there you go, Kelly. At least you made the effort. The trouble is, all I keep thinking about Kelly Osborne is foul-mouthed, disgusting. The language used on that programme, the Osbournes, I'm sorry. I would never in a million years, and I hope none of you would either, stand at home and use that kind of language in front of your parents. But there again, look who the parents are. Perhaps they just don't know any better. It's disgusting. Well, they swear all the time. Yeah, but I just think it's so naff. I mean, I swear when I do it, it's funny. <clears throat> You were swearing on the programme this morning. I wasn't swearing so. They weren't bad, bad pancakes. You didn't. You said triple pancakes. Triple pancakes. <laughs> they were particularly good. It has to be said, John Warrington. They were very good. And also, th- this this crepe thing is brilliant. Oh, what your pan? Yeah, I bought two. I've got one which is I think a seven inch, and one which is a, a ten inch. And they, and they were only they're only what what I need it. Well, because oh. it came two in a box. Jess. I bought three new saucepans the other day. Everything well. has to come in pairs it or triples or I boxes. Do, yeah. John will tell you, I buy everything either double. I'd, I have got three Sonic toothbrushes. <laughs> very worried. And also, I've still got in the hall because <clears throat> I bought large, although I've managed to whittle it down a little bit, these music boxes that I bought from Costco, <clears throat> which, is, which is lovely. And it's got little bells in the top with a little hammer that strikes electronically. In the middle, there's a tableau of a skater who goes round and round, and the trees change colour, and it plays all these carols on the bells. OK. How many do you have? I bought three of those. And do you have No, I tell all... a lie, I bought four. Do, do you have them all going off no, at the same time? No, I've only got two going. Oh, good. I've only got two. I've got one in a box, because I like to have one out to see what it looks like, and then one I keep. I bet the neighbours are delighted you only used two. And I've got two huge roundabouts. I gave one mm. to my brother, and he went, where do you think I'm going to put that? Well, after I told him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the mansion of the country you it's used to live not. in. Do you know, I needed that 56 million just to put all this stuff in. Well, I need could... a separate room for stuff I go out and buy. I mean, yesterday I bought, because my, my, my bank manager, so I, I said, well, I've just bought three new saucepans from, from John Lewis. And she said, why? I said, because I like to arrange them on, on the stove. And she said, you don't cook. I said, what's that got to do with it? I keep things in them. <laughs> I don't know, what, what do you keep in them? Old bits of old celery or something? I keep all sorts of things in them. I use them like a storage at buttons. Do you polish cotton. them? Sorry? Do you polish them I do regularly? wash them every so often. Well, you have to. All these are non-stick ones. They're really nice. <laughs> but then when you want to do something on the hob, do you have to take them all off? Do, some, do something. Sorry, do something on the hob. Yeah. This is a long-forgotten expression. Like, oh, look, here comes the bus, you know, going in my direction. Because you wouldn't no. dream of actually turning the gas on, would you? I don't have gas. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, all electric. electric. Yeah, I'm gas for the central heating, but uh, electric for the rest of it. So you are gas and electric. You cook all your... Co- well, you don't cook. I don't cook. So have you got... You've got rings, have you? 
on the top. Not of at this precise moment. I was given cream by the doctor, <laughs> so I'm all right now. That's that's sorted out. Have you got the rings, like the electric rings, or is it a halogen type? No, no. It's type? I do have a halogen oven as well, as you know. Yeah, I know you've got several. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I, like them getting dirty. I'm a bit funny about. Describe dirt. your hob. I want to know more details. It's got about it's got Steve an Allen egg poacher world. in the top right hand corner. Yeah, but no, no, I don't want to know what's on top of it. Let's go to the base first. What is your hob like? Just looks like anybody else's. How hob like are you? Well, it's it's hob. It's just black, four four rings, a fast ring, and then. But are they under glass or are they the actual? Well, they're rings? all mine. <laughs> I'm not growing tomatoes. It's uh, no, they're just they're just normal. Well, I don't know. It's not can... halogen. I've seen halogen. Yeah, you can get... It just lights up, doesn't it? Yeah, no, super-duper stuff like that. now you Who can get. Who wants that? That's very naff. <laughs> well, I don't cook them. It's a bit pointless. It's covered up most of the time anyway. Absolutely. I'm surprised you haven't got one of those wooden chopping boards that fits over the hob. Never have a wooden them. chopping board. I couldn't bear it. It would hold... It would harbour germs. Not if you spray it with antibacterial I spray. I don't do anything that involves germs. We don't have a tea towel. But you don't cut anything up, so there's nothing to... You don't cook. I do cut things up. I cut some cheese up the other day. Really? Oh, I bought some cheese. Mm. I don't do cheese, but I saw it. I love and cheese. They, they were doing a thing in Costco, and it's, I think, eight different cheeses from a farm, mm. all the best of British cheeses. Yes. And I thought that'd be quite nice, but I don't do cheese very often. So it's like a cheese board, really, in a box. It's a cheese board in a box. Yeah. Well, actually, at the moment, it's a cheese board in the boot of the car. Oh, that'd be off. No, 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 it's, it's cold. Yeah. It keeps it, it cold. It it's colder cold. in the car than it is in the fridge. In fact, that's why you, where you keep your wine, I hear. Do you know, I went out the other day, I was ever so disappointed. I discovered <coughs> in... Where did I go to? I discovered in uh, Waitrose, mm-hmm. Frascati Superior, which is what we have when we go to the Italian restaurant in Epping, because we love it. Slightly sparkling, Frascati? No, no, not ah. sparkling, no. But really, really drinkable. I mean, it's really nice. So every, we, we discovered it in the Italian, mm-hmm. and every time Chris and Sharon and I and the kids go there, we always have that, and it's delicious. And then I discovered it in Waitrose, a similar one, mm. And it's five ninety nine a bottle. Not bad. So I bought five bottles. Only five. Well, they didn't have any more. Because if you buy six, you get twenty percent off, don't you? Not in Waitrose, I don't think. Oh, I think so. Oh, do you? Well, mm. anyway, well, I, I go back in the other day, and of course they've not restocked the shelves, which I found very annoying. So I've got to go to another Waitrose, <laughs> but I'm trying not to tell people in case they go and buy in ahead of me. But when you sell your flat, yeah, if you won't use Tesco's, you'll use Waitrose because. You wouldn't want a Tesco sign outside. You'd want a Waitrose because they think you were posh. Yeah, but if I was thinking of selling the flat, I'd probably go through Tesco because it's flat fee. And for the club points. And for the club points. You imagine the club point. <laughs> and, of course, I would ask for, you know, a fine Tesco finest. Oh, on outside? Yeah, because we are having a Tesco <clears throat> Metro put in. They're right. knocking down an historic local pub. Well, then, the council have sanctioned it to put up a Tesco Metro like we need it. Why can't they just put it in the pub? It's over the road from the funeral director. It's very apt, I thought. Well, you can but it's a in. pub that's been there since the 1800s. You look at all the early pictures of Twickenham. You've got a railway bridge and there's this pub, which became the Red Lion and various other things. And they're going to pull it down to put up a Tesco Metro. But why don't they just put the Tesco Metro in the pub? And keep the facade of the building. I don't know. Like they have the Hoover building. Is that a bit, well, I don't know, because you can't do it, but the site it's on is quite big. It's got a car park out the back, so they can go into that. Hmm. So it's going to be quite big. I think it'd be great if it was inside a pub. I only like Tesco at Christmas when they do their finest. I don't do the basic stuff. Very good for wine. Oh, their food is not bad, you know. Is it? Their finest, their, their restaurant range mm. is superb. Restaurant <laughs> range. They do, they do. Their <laughs> restaurant range. It's, it's, a, it's above finest. Yeah. They also do a three-pound meal, I think. Yeah. A whole meal for three pounds. But last night... A whole like, meal for three pounds? Yeah, they do. A whole what meal. What sort of food is that? I don't know, but the, I don't they, think the wine's very good. Because they did um, um, a meal for two for um, Chinese New Year, mm. for five pounds. That's good, isn't it? Well, not really. The trouble is the cheapest. Pounds. Yeah, but it's cheap, isn't it? I mean, what sort of food are you going to get for five? I know, but if you're on cheap. a budget, yeah, if you're on a budget, five pounds 
you know, that's a lot of money for some people. I know it's well, not Well, don't eat at Tesco, then. Go to Lidl. And anyway... Get even more. <laughs> yeah, but why, when you can go to Tesco's and get a meal for £5? It's only mm. that you would be silly, because you'd see that £5 off and buy four of them. No, I, I do, oh. but the reason I buy things in twos and threes, as anybody will tell you, is because if I like it, I think I'd hate to go back there and discover they didn't have any more, because I liked it so much. But if you've got one... Why I have things three? going back five years from Costco, Christmas items, mm. that I haven't taken out the box. <clears throat> I must admit that in, when I was in Costco's, I, I could kick myself because I, there was a lovely candle, mm. right, in a, in a, oh, in a yes, big, thick, um, like a vase thing when the candle yeah. was inside. It was long, with three wicks. Yeah. <clears throat> I really liked that candle, and I went back. It's sold out. Gone. And yeah. also my Joe Malone candle that yeah. you bought me for Christmas. Yeah. There it was. It's gone now. Gone. Oh, it does have... It, oh, the smell is beautiful. Oh. Can't wait for my birthday. I know. I took <laughs> food last night. This is what I had. I wrote this down because you'll like this. And you'll... Let's see if you can guess where I bought it from. Casserole of British chicken and portobello mushrooms. Waitrose. Red, with red wine. Waitrose. Leeks and aromatic thyme. Waitrose. No. Is it not? Oh, come on. Oh, Who else describes food like that? M&S. M&S. M&S, is that? That's expensive. How much was that? It was About six, five, six ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Is it in a metal tin? Yep. It's yeah. In a metal, tin. metal tin with a cardboard cover and a wrap that you take off. Yeah, well, you don't take the wrap. Yeah, off. it's it's the cook range, isn't it? I think it's the posh cook range. Well, I'm using. I've had their steak, mm. which has got. So it's a little bit stringy. Their steak in there, but I do quite like it. It's quite nice. Would you stab it? How do you? Uh, it's you, a, you, you know. You just put it in the halogen oven and leave it there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, you leave everything. Yes, they had crispy oven. beef. Oh, nice. That was nice, but without the sauce, which would have taken my blood sugar too high. But I just had the crispy, and that was delicious. Crispy beef, yum, yum, yum. Oh, I see. The beef would have taken your sugar t- level too high, but the stack of six pancakes did nothing. Yes, but I think <laughs> if you eat them Excuse quickly, me. <laughs> <I think laughs> they don't touch the sides. What, and inject insulin immediately afterwards? They were nice. <laughs> were they? Yeah. Did they come with sprouts? I, I did. I did buy sprouts yesterday, but I didn't have sprouts yesterday evening, because I just had the... And I looked at the crispy beef and thought, should I do sprouts... And then I thought, not really. No. I did broccoli and sprouts with oh, my that's casserole nice. last I never used night. to eat broccoli. Love broccoli. I eat broccoli now. And cabbage. And swede I never used to eat. But I can do it if it's cut up and it's in a casserole or something. And I bought the winter mixture, which oh, has got no, yeah. swede and... The stew mix. Leeks. <laughs> yeah, leeks are lovely. Well, leeks are... They're right if they just cut up <laughs> and you stick them in there. No, I promise you, I never used to eat this stuff. But then I thought, you've got to eat vegetables as you get a bit older. You've got to eat something. You've got to eat something. That's good yeah. for you. And look, today, Instead of I, used to have, look, I used to have biscuits and cakes. None of that. No. Oranges. And I've had some porridge this morning. With water. Sorry? With water or milk? Uh, with water. I, I promise you. Porridge. Oh, well, you'd eat, eat this. Porridge. You'd eat... I promise you, you'd eat this. It's very, very edible. Simon says... Um, not simple, Simon says. No, we were talking about uh, the horror of being gay in the Middle East and in oh, Tehran, yes. and it was a story that we highlighted on LBC, and it was the two young uh, that was, men. That was shocking. 16 years old. Mm. One was only 15, but they waited till he was 16, and they had the misfortune to fall in love mm. in Iran, and uh, they got caught, and the next thing, they were sentenced by a court to die. I mean, imagine at 15, can't you? And very kindly, they waited till they were 16, they thought it was a joke, quite clearly, because mm. you, you would think that your life would flash in front of you. And I remember seeing the, uh, the report on the internet, and they, they took them out, surrounded by all these barbaric thugs, let's just call them murderers, shall we, uh, for the purposes of this programme, and they hanged them. 
Yeah, one I was 16, one was 17, and they were hanged on these cranes that they take around. And I just, I couldn't believe it. You think you've got life bad in this country? Jeez. And the thing about it is you'd think that the whole world would be up in arms about no, that nothing. today. No. But it wasn't, it was publicised, but it wasn't commented on in, in oh, a big way, was it? Dreadful thing. Dreadful. Simon says, regards to Richie on the wonderful Wirral. Thoughts with him and his family because his father is suffering from dementia at the oh. moment. And it's, he said, it's until you're going through it... You don't know. No, you don't. You know just how bad that is. And it's is. very, very common. And yeah. and attacking young people. Yeah. I mean, as, as young as young as you and I, and younger. As young as me. <laughs> God, yeah. well, I've wandered into a dream again, haven't I? I can just tell. I'm in this strange. Oh, look, there's a white rabbit. Hello. <laughs> it's the first time you've been flying. called young for a long time. I, t- I, I watched the film Up the other day. And did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I got just a copy. And did you cry? Uh, sorry. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I didn't a little cry. lump? No, there's just a little sad bit in it, but then it's so cleverly done, and you think there's so much work gone into it, that there's some... I mean, I would love to see it on the big screen, because it must look sensational. I saw it at the IMAX. Did you? Oh, wonderful. Isn't it so cleverly done? So beautiful. I don't want to spoil it for any, because Jess hasn't seen it yet. So. And also, it's... Uh, I'm sure it's been nominated for an Oscar. Yes, it has. A couple yeah. of Oscars, I think. Yeah. So, worth getting. <laughs> uh, 14 minutes to six. <laughs> These are the headlines. A man suspected of being involved in a £1.75 million armed raid at Heathrow is still on the run this morning after escaping from his trial. A man who reportedly has links to the Saudi royal family has been charged with murder after a man's body was found at a hotel room in Marylebone. And Toyota is shutting down its plant in Derbyshire for two weeks next month as sales of its cars continue to drop following safety fears. Check on the roads for you. Get you there nice and quickly. Here's the man with all the information, Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. A3, still down to 197.3. Morning, everybody. It's nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's fairly chirpy little breakfast programme this morning. I'm feeling fairly chirpy, actually, even though we haven't had the, uh, the pancakes for some hours. But uh, yesterday, I do have my, uh, my crepe pans. Uh, Neil. Morning, Neil. He said, I'll be out listening to you in a few minutes whilst driving. I wanted to ask you about my blood sugar levels. I've been dieting on plain salads and baked chicken for the last few days in order to get in shape for summer. Yesterday, out of the blue, my mum, who is a diabetic, asked if she could check my blood sugar level out of interest. Uh, First time I checked it, even though most of my family suffer from diabetes, and it read 3.3. My mum said it was very low and I should keep a sugary snack with me. At 3.3, yes. That is low, isn't it? That is too low. I wonder what mine would be. That is, sorry? I wonder what mine would be. I should should do mine, shouldn't I, one day? 3.3 is too low. Should it be about 5? Uh, no, she'd be about seven. Oh, really? Seven is what you should be normally. I mean, I'm, I run high the other end. I very rarely go low. I mean, 3.3, I would think, would be border hypoglycemic. I think you'd be sort of practically falling under by that time. But he said, but I had only just had a meal half an hour before a baked chicken, plain salad, and half a slice of dry, whole wheat toast. I mean, you sound to me... That's lovely like, a lovely like, meal. It's a lovely meal, but you sound to me like you're diabetic, actually, Neil. Well, it might be that he's just not getting... Because he's changed his diet... No, you see, I mean, I've got friends who go, oh, I'm really tired, and I'm this and that. You do, and you, you check their uh, blood, and it's perfectly normal. Yeah, well, they're just tired. Yeah, they're I'm just tired naturally the tired. But 3.3 is actually too low. But, but if he has changed his diet, how long has he been on that diet? For a couple, a week or so? He's, uh, yeah, he's, well, for the f- last few days. Okay. That, so wouldn't, if, uh, that wouldn't affect it. But it could do. If you, no, if, it if wouldn't. He's, it would if he'd been eating bars of chocolate for, for all the four weeks Well, he, he's eating plain salads. That means he's not putting salad cream on. Okay. And baked chicken. Well, that's fine. Yes. See, all the family suffer from diabetes. Kind of follows that maybe you're in the family too. <laughs> but all mine do too. Yeah. But I haven't got it yet. Not yet. Well, no, but there's so. no, but there's no guarantee that you will. I mean, some <clears throat> people do actually get away with it. Some yeah. people don't, I'm And afraid. some people have it when they're very yeah. young, don't they? But you have to eat. I mean, you, you know, you do need to eat 
Yes. But 3.3 3. 3 is too low. You and should I... then check it again. Do, do it, do it. say, now, or do it before you go out, and then uh, you'll know. I mean, he's cutting out pro- uh, carb- carbohydrates, yeah. isn't it? There's mm. no carbs in there. You do need carbs, because carbs give you energy. My chemist to go up the wall at goods if they discover that somebody had 3.3. 3. And there's diabetes history in the family. <clears throat> Definitely. You've got to be very careful. I think you ought to eat some potatoes today. Yeah, eat, eat something. Some eat carbs. Something. T- t- take a chocolate bar out or something like that, because you sound diabetic to me. Don't forget, it's the Steve Allen Apple iPhone 3G. You've only got one hour and ten minutes to go for this one. That's what we're offering. To- yes, you heard correctly. It is an iPhone. It is 3G. It's all singing, all dancing, and you'll get it for pennies, I'm telling you. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. It finishes at seven this morning. It's a Steve Allen special. The hammer will come down then. To play, you text LBC, just the letters, LBC, then your bid in pence. So if you wanted to be, for example... Uh, £1.16. OK, you text LBC116, make up your own, and then send that to treble eight two one. OK? Competition ends at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and can and conditions. So good luck. Full colour touch screen. I don't need to tell you about it. We, we've been using them for, seems like, years now. Years. I love mine. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything else. No. Have and I don't want to change else. mine. Because you, you, you said earlier, actually, in the programme, that you used to sort of think, oh, when am I to an upgrade? When can I change this phone? I don't want to change it. I don't it. want to change but it. But I wouldn't no. mind... You've got the 3G, I've got the 2G. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind that. I've just changed it to Have the you got 3G. Three, you, you've got 2G? I've got 2G, Oh, yeah. right, I've got 3, 3G. Well, you would have, wouldn't you? You've probably got three 3Gs. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> no, I've only got one. <laughs> really? I was offered, definitely. <laughs> now, the other day, Ray uh, texted in about uh, Charlie McCardy, or Charlie McCardle, who's a presenter on one of these bid-up programmes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so... But as I say, you never know who's listening to this programme. Consequently, the people report back and say, by the way, Steve Allen mentioned you this morning. And unfortunately, in people's infinite wisdom, they assume I've been nice about them. How wrong you can be. (laughs) Bitter, twisted. Anyway, Charlie says, I heard you were talking about me the other morning. I hope you were nice. And were you? I wouldn't guarantee anything on this programme, Charlie. (laughs) He says, I love listening to you and what you have to say, especially as we're often on the same wavelength. And I very much enjoy In Conversation. There you go. So there you go. And he's got a website, charliemccardle.com, of which, no doubt, Ray is a founder member, I should imagine, because he likes him a lot. Oh, good. He does. As long as he's not the only member. No, he's not. Very warm in here, isn't it? Very warm. Very warm. Nick Ferrari's going to go mad. Nick Ferrari's going to go crackpot on this one. Shall I go and fiddle with that? Oh, no, don't. There's nothing worse when you fiddle. It's awful. I could just put the temperature down on it. Noreen says, we watched the programme about gypsy weddings. You'll love it. I've got got it recorded as well. Quite looking forward to it. And they did survive Toys R Us with Josh. Didn't break the bank. One thing he chose was wrapping paper. Heaven knows why. They do at that age, Noreen. They really do. Wrapping paper. I mean, I remember when when we had the, the kids and they were young... It was pointless buying them a present because they thought that the wrapping paper was the present. So they would rip the wrapping paper open and they'd go, ah, and then put it to one side and then uh, uh, rip the next wrapping paper. Now, if you'd have watched the new, the new uh, episode of What Katie Did Next... I'm sure, it could be sick. But you will watch I it. I don't think it No, I won't. You will. I will not. You will love nothing. it. Nothing. You will. You will love it. I won't. <laughs> you will. I can't bear the old bag. I know, but I you, really will you will Her watch it. You will watch it. that dreary husband. <laughs> He's not all- in it. No, but he's on Closer magazine parading the kids as per... I mean, you've never met... I mean, a more... Just awful. Awful. I wish they'd disappear completely to another country and just take the blooming kids with them. Well, they might. Well, they won't take the kids. Well, they'll have to. Have you seen this cage fighter? Is it my imagination? Or does he look terribly ancient and haggard? I've never seen any... The husband? 
No, Alex husband. Reed. Yeah, that is the husband, isn't it? Oh, they're married, are they? They've got married. <laughs> yeah, right. Vegas. In the sight of God, wonderful. <clears throat> I mean, he just looks so old and haggard. Yeah, he does. I've never too seen much, anybody... Too many sunbeds. Too many... Too much fake tan and sunbeds. He yeah. just looks ridiculous. Even as a woman, he was ugly. Oh, dear. If you buy a house from Tesco, Phil says, do you think they'd say, do you want a bag? <laughs> Actually, they didn't have any now. bags when I went to Tesco's no, the other day. I had to put it in boxes. They said, we've got boxes, we've run out of bags. All right. How can they run out of bags? Neil's going to add a small amount of complex carbs of brown rice today. Oh, good. I th- that really sounds dull, Neil. <laughs> yes, that really sounds dull, Perhaps I'm you afraid. spice it up with some, some wild rice. Yeah. Maybe a little ris- risotto. Yeah. I could just eat a risotto now. Brian says, you say uh, seven is a normal blood sugar level. Would that be the same for a non-diabetic? Yes. Like seven, is, seven is what we're, we're trying to achieve. Don't manage it very well, I'm afraid. And uh, and one here says Sandy, the gypsy wedding left me speechless. It was like a comedy. You'll love it from the dress to the groom running up the stairs waiting for his bride to get off the dress, which must have weighed as much as this poor seventeen-year-old. I think it's going to be like the pearly kings and queens, isn't it? I think it's going to be more more embarrassing. I'm afraid <laughs> the dresses were all made by this this woman in Blackpool who makes. Weddings for for gypsy mm. makes dresses for gypsy weddings, and the idea is the bigger they are, you know, unlike the bird underneath who's as big as a house. That you know, the idea is it's got to be huge because that demonstrates your wealth. So it's wedding cake dresses we're talking. It about. It is wedding cake, and they turn up in the. It's it's real. There's, mm. there's no expense spared. You can spend a quarter of a million on a wedding. Oh, it's ridiculous. So nice, isn't it? Really, and all that from tarmacking somebody's <laughs> drive. I don't know how it's possible. Really, I'm going out there myself. But the dresses are, I mean, vast. They had one girl. On the clip, she couldn't get down the stairs. Yeah, I saw that. Sometimes in the wedding dress. People were carrying her train. Because yeah. She couldn't get the train I out the door. I think it was 25 feet long, <clears throat> the train. A bit like the one the Queen wears when she goes to open the House of Parliament. And they have Even all those that, yeah, people that's, practice. Yeah. And you can hardly pick the thing up. It's so it's, heavy. I mean, it's just, I can't wait to see it. I oh, just... No, I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, I think I might. Uh, 84850. Uh, Steve, why don't all the pop stars bring out a Feed the Abbey Road studio record? <laughs> There you go. I think they brought enough records out, don't you? Um, We're still, they're still number one, I think, our one. Yes, I think so, for yes. The, for the Haiti. She's good. Um, Chris says, have you been to the bank holiday funfair at Hampton? Oh, God, yes, I go every year. Is I go it, every year. I'm a funfair addict, I'm afraid. Is that Hampton Wick? No, Hampton, Court? opposite Hampton Court Palace. Oh, right. It's a huge site. Huge site. We used to have them in Hampstead, where I grew up. Oh, yeah, you have them on the heath there. Yeah, on the heath. Yeah. And there was one at the bottom and one at the top yeah. of the heath. How they get the wagons up there, I've got no idea. In, in Leicester Square, mm-hmm. they put up all these rides and they've got gates. You can have a look when you come to Leicester Square. They've got small gates. They get these huge lorries in and they get them to turn round and they put the... R- I mean, unbelievable. It's amazing, isn't it? George Irving and all the other people who do all the, the funfair rides. In fact, I think you'd be good if, if you did... A sort of a week on a fun, a fun fair. You went yeah. to work. Wouldn't you like to be one of those people that whooshes the, the, the waltz around? No. Yes, you would. Oh, God, no, not the waltz. <laughs> I'm quite queasy thinking about the waltz. No, I, I'd be the one on the, either the gallopers, or I'd like to stand on, on the back of a, of a dodgem, but I've a horrible feeling I'd fall off. <laughs> and so then they'd run me over. And that then would not be you've got to have two girls that, want, that really fancy you and want to scream yeah. at you. And then you lean over and go, all right, darling, <laughs> you know, because I've, I've been practicing. <laughs> you could, you could give them your pancakes. I could, yeah, but they always use. In fact, there's, there's, there's a great film with with David Essex, which yes. is called. Um, well, what's it called? Was it Stardust or something like that? Anyway, he actually starts off life he on does, a thumbnail. Yeah, that's a good film actually. Yeah, but he he, he just looks a bit too clean shaven, David Essex, to be on a thumbnail. All right, darling, he goes and you pick up all these girls off the and all the girls used to hang around the waltzer. 
Because they were all the butchest, dirtiest-looking people. With earrings. Yeah. They always have well, one earring, don't they? No, the girls have hoop earrings. Yeah. But have you noticed now, they've actually stopped one thing on the fun fairs, and that's the people taking the money. You go to the cash box now, because there was too much fiddling going on before, and all the people who joined the fun fair for the season, mm. we say, take, take, taking the money and then not giving it into the cash box. So now you go to the cash box and you pay and they give you a token. A token, yeah. And you, you go tickets, back to the yeah. car and you put the token in the car. Yeah, like you do at all the big, 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 like the Disney's yeah. and the Universal Studios, you pay one fee and that's it. You stops, can just... stops any fiddling, I think, which is good. OK, listen, we're going to uh, we're going to take a short mm. break for the uh, news. Other side of that, we shall do something more interesting. We'll tell you about uh, Nick Ferrari as well and who's coming in on his programme after seven. And don't forget your chance to win on my How Low an Apple iPhone. Hi, how would you like £10,000? Morning, team. Nice to be company. Every time I watch the Winter Olympics, there's always one thing I really look forward to. Global warming. You know, you sit there and you watch this on the television, and now, a little bit worried, if you're flying into Dubai, now they're going to be pulling your beard to see if it's real. It's getting worse and worse nowadays. You can't fly anywhere. And with the idea that Tesco's are planning on selling houses, they're also thinking of selling holidays. Oh, dear. Details after the news, which is coming up. Don't forget... It's the Steve Allen How Low. It's an Apple iPhone 3G, and it can be yours for pennies. You can only get it on this programme, and that competition finishes at 7. We'll take more of your texts and emails. 84850, uk. Here's the news. On FM. Morning, everybody. It's uh, eight minutes past six. Friday morning. We love Friday morning. I love Monday morning, Friday morning, everything. Tuesday morning? Tuesday morning. I don't have a day that I don't like. I don't like Tuesdays. Do you not like oh, Tuesday? Oh, I can't bear Tuesdays. Isn't that funny? Why? Dreadful day. Why, John? Dreadful. Why? Because it's when my body clock gets completely mucked up totally, having worked all weekend and yeah. the strange hours that I do. Oh, right. And then Monday night I go to bed, like I did last night for some strange reason, and actually my bed this morning looked like tra- something Tracy Emin would have uh, created. Oh, don't start that one. I don't know what, <laughs> what I did in that bed last night. I was too hot, I was too cold, I couldn't sleep. I went to bed at half past eleven, no, eleven o'clock, and I was awake at quarter to two, and I laid there and twitched. But I was I'm twitched <laughs> through all the... <laughs> things around and the pillars were all over the place and the quilt was all around the wrong way and I had the, the, the bit that you button up up to be chin. Oh, I was a mess this morning, absolute mess. Oh, dear. I like the idea of having an unmade <laughs> bed, though. What, in the house? Yeah. Well, that's not difficult. I, I, I can't go out with an unmade bed. It's like, it's like going out leaving washing up in the sink. Oh, I'll have a dishwasher. Oh, how posh. <laughs> and uh, an oven. <laughs> uh, Steve, one dress was 25 stone. That's heavier than three people. I know, it's huge. The David Essex movie, as we know, was That'll Be The Day. Thank you very much indeed. Katie's old man was on Alan Carr last night and has those eyes that look uh, one at home, one far away. (laughs) He's the most unattractive. You couldn't watch all those things last night. No. There was far too many. Yeah. But I tell you what's on tonight, and you haven't mentioned it once. Well, not when I've been on your programme, and I do listen to your programme quite a bit. But you've never mentioned... Pop stars to uh, to opera stars. I can't bear half the people on it. Well, I'm not remotely interested in Kim Dreary Marsh, Darius. Ugh, awful. But I'm not interested in the program. I know you're Silly. Not but tonight is the final. I couldn't care less. I know you couldn't. I but couldn't care less. I want to just to say something about it because I quite like it. Oh, but I don't like it. The, I tell you what, I don't like about it. Mylene Class. Wears the most inappropriate clothes for mm. that program yeah. ever. She looks like she's going to a party in a in a nightclub. And Alan Titchmarsh, I love him to death, 
but he shouldn't really be doing that programme. And why is Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen in the, on the panel? Oh, no idea. And I'm a bit love. bored with uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. He turns up on a programme in the <laughs> afternoon. I'm, I'm sick to death of these sort of people who've had their time on television. Let's get some... And he wears, he's obviously regurgitating this fop wardrobe that he's got, where he turns up in these stupid outfits. Very nice, you know, if you're doing something to do with somebody's house. But, I mean, for God's sake, stay at home, mate. Find f- something else to do. It's very odd. And what does he know about? Nothing. But, or that. But the people... What does Alan Titchmarsh know about it? Well, he is a bit it. out of place on that. He is. He's it's too not old. Right. I mean, I watched his programme yesterday. It was Must very cost good. cost a fortune to do, though. Yeah. Alan Titchmarsh, Mylene Clapp. They don't come cheap. No, absolutely not. They've got yeah. the, opera, the, the opera man. Yeah. They've got Catherine Jenkins doing all the, the mentoring and everything. The idea is quite good. And I've got to say that Kim Marsh, who I know nothing about Kim Marsh, I know you do, she was very good. Can't bear her. I know, but she was very good. Like, being a pop star to an opera star. Put it way, I think Mm. I'm sick to death of all these people who have jobs turning up on television. There's more stupid reality-type shows. I mean, we we turn up yesterday, and because I've got all these freeview channels, Mm. uh, it was a celebrity come dine with me. Oh, right. And and it was that stupid bloke, Rafe, from The Apprentice. Most of the people on The Apprentice seem to be brain-dead or something, or they seem to live in this deluded world. I mean, he was so deluded... That he, he turns up, he's, he's, he's obviously sort of got quite a bit of money, or his parents have got quite a bit of money, and they're trying to find something for him to do, because he held his, his dinner party at his parents' flat in Mayfair. Mm-hmm. Quite clearly his own wasn't up to standard, or it was a bit too pokey and small. And, uh, and he had some blonde-haired bloke in to come and cook for him. He was just in, in another world. Lovely to have someone to come in and cook for you. Well, exactly, but he, he, he just well, appeared... supposed to do it yourself. Well, that's what I thought. Well, actually, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules. If you can bring somebody else in to do things, why not? Well, you could... If Gordon Ramsay was a friend, you could bring him in. Absolutely. Maybe the meal would be wonderful, yeah. wouldn't it? But also, or you not. have to have people... You know, you've got the camera crew in your house and these strange people that you don't know. And to be honest with you, it, it, it was a very odd bunch of people. But it was a celebrity. Went, well, it was a c- celebrities. But to be honest with you, Rafe, or Ralph, or whatever his name is, turned at one point, the, the woman said, oh, can you wear, all wear denim? So we had a denim jacket made, but it had a Savile Row lining. I mean, it was real poncy stuff, I'm afraid. Why couldn't he just gone and got a little bomber jacket Because he was a bit naff, and he turned up with cowboy boots on and didn't see the irony of it. And you think to yourself, and where is he now? Answer, he's nowhere. <laughs> But he was on Celebrity Come Down with He me. was on Celebrity Come Down with and me. And we use the term celebrity these days very loosely. very loosely. As, as a certain person said the other day on his uh, radio programme, he said, I went to one of these celebrity bashers. He said, I didn't know half of them there. Yeah. They were just people who'd been on a reality show. They go, oh, you're actually a celebrity now. Mm, I know. And he well, goes, I don't know who they are. Yeah, and you're right, you open up the papers. Yesterday, <laughs> Ashley Cole, shaken, <laughs> not stirred. Yeah, right, love. Uh, apparently had, had to phone the police because burglars were trying to break in at 4.30 in the morning. And as the uh, police have said here, they say, it's very strange. You know, how would somebody know that both of them were away? Well, everyone this knows she's away. This would have to be away. somebody inside the family who would know their movements. We know she's away. <clears throat> but also, you know, they, they, they said they were burgling the house to try and take the wedding ring. As if you're going to find a wedding ring. I mean, do me the safe. They're either incredibly stupid, you know, or, or just dim. Isn't the wedding ring worth something like £275,000? Oh, gives a flying forex? I couldn't care less, I'm afraid. I'm not remotely interested. I just think, you know, people, you know, if you want to wear a ring like that on your finger, fair enough, you deserve everything you get. And, and, and the more you flash it off to people and tell them how much you've spent, the more they're going to target you. Exactly. And she wouldn't have worn it to do that, that song, Fight for, for My Love, no. because all those movements that she does, and that's a... A real, you know, a lot of dancing in that. Yeah. That ring could fly off, couldn't it? It certainly could. A lot of dancing, not much singing, as we say, because she was miming. Of course she was miming. Badly. 
You try very, jumping very up and down. Exactly. You, that, cannot you cannot do no, it. You cannot it is do impossible. It. But also, as somebody said, if she was particularly bothered about all this attention, she'd have cancelled her appearance on the things. But of course, she didn't because she loves it. They all do it. We can all walk out and go, oh, look really miserable. Okay, get on the plate. <laughs> Fool them again. Fool them again. <laughs> I wish she'd sing another song, though. Oh, I'm bored with it, actually. <laughs> that one's been I'm going bored on as forever. well. Listen, you know, standing there miming with sunglasses on, dear. Indoors, it's so passe in last year. It's very dreary. And also, I mean, she must be walking into walls backstage. Bang, crash. <laughs> Cheryl, this way, love, this way. I mean, it's <laughs> just... they all had spas, didn't they, and things like that. They had a, You could have your hair cut there. How marvellous, a spa. Because <laughs> they do some very nice cup of soup in the spa, <laughs> you know, at your local corner shop, which is very good indeed. They went around with a little basket on their arms. Other stories of the paper today, very, very... Oh, quickly, very, very quickly. The world's fattest man was in hospital after a suspected heart attack. Uh, he's 49 stone, he's only 48. Of course it was a suspected heart attack. <laughs> Fat people, too much pressure on heart, heart attack. You know, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It does. And it's think. a bit worrying when you weigh more than your age. Yeah. <laughs> in stone. Thank God we won't be like that. <laughs> anyway, Nick Farrow is with you at seven. News headlines. <laughs> At this morning, it's Matthew Schofield. A man accused of taking part in an armed robbery on a wedding set Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Welcome along. Don't forget the Steve Allen Howlow special today. I know you want one. I know you want this one. You want an Apple iPhone 3G. Not even John Warrington has got one of these. No. Do you want it? It's the top must-have gadget. You, I mean, you seriously want it. And of all the things you want, we've had a couple before that I didn't think you wanted, like the mountain bike. But I thought you're definitely going to want the Apple iPhone 3G. You're going to get it for pennies. All you've got to do is come up with the lowest unique bid that'll go for low, low, low price. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 7am to play. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821, for example, to bid pound fifty-two. You write LBC 152 in a text and then send that to treble eight two one. The competition ends at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Full colour, touch screen, videos, playing games, browsing the internet, all singing, all dancing. Fantastic. I Can love be yours. Um, Anthony says, I work on a fun fair. You wouldn't be able to handle it. It's hard work. And by the way, we're not all scruffy. Don't be silly, Anthony. Yes, you are. OK. I, I don't think that. you said that everyone was scruffy. Well, generally on the waltzer they are. The waltzer, yeah. They're a bit, Anthony's bit... slightly deaf. It's all that loud music. <laughs> it's <you> a bit... <laughs> I think... I think they find that, that... Aren't they a bit oily? A little bit oily. Because they're always fiddling with... A little bit, a little bit grubby. The, the you're not going to be wearing a three-piece suit, are you, Anthony? <laughs> and by the way, I know everything about fun fairs. I've done documentaries on fun fairs. I know the history of fun fairs. I know more about it than you do. There you go. My proud boast today. Uh, other story... Now, John's very kindly given me a copy of what... Okay, what Katie did next. You can't wait to go home and can't watch it, wait to have my breakfast this morning and watch that one. <laughs> because apparently now Katie has straightened her little girl's hair. She apparently had this thing that looked like she'd been plugged into the mains. And it went, like that, like shock Peter. She looked lovely before. And, uh, and now she's straightened her hair. But there again, if your mother's Katie Price, you kind of expect anything. I just can't wait for the poor little soul to grow up and realise just how naff her mother is. But Katie did say the other day, you know, people what like me because they like one half million tuned in. It's very pitifully low audience, I'm afraid. And she said that proves that the public like me. No, dear, it proves that they think you're a freak. <laughs> I'm afraid it doesn't prove that they like me. But we can't stop all. watching. Of course not. Can't stop watching at all. Of course not. Michael Winner's all over the papers. Is he? Yes. He was in an in conversation, wasn't he? He certainly was. Mm. He certainly was. We love Michael. He says, I thought the North was an alien place full of people in odd clothes, but the lovely family that he had on, they made him cry. Oh. Because he's doing these winner's, winner's dinners, I think it's called, isn't it? 
but uh, he's doing very well, actually. It's a new TV series, and he talked to us about it. We liked him, actually. We liked Michael Winner a lot. He's quite funny, Liked his he? girlfriend more. Or what now? What's her name? Veronica or something like that. Well, anyway, she's very nice. Patricia. Uh, Patricia. She's very it. nice indeed. I, I, I like the pictures of, uh, yeah. of Prince William. Yeah. Don't you? I do quite like the pictures of I Prince William. Lovely but does pictures. it matter that he's, uh... What? That he's sort of got dyed hair? He hasn't. He hasn't. No. You, you can't... You, oh, somebody once told me this, don't you? To always <laughs> remember it. This is very important. Yeah. You dye clothes and you colour hair. All oh, right. A hairdresser told me that once and you told dye... me off. For, they said, no, hang on, let's get one right. here. You dye clothes and you colour hair. Mm. Remember that? So perhaps he isn't, hasn't coloured his hair. I think he looks very, very nice. Very grown up. Yes. Well, so he should. I think, see, the trouble is, you ask anybody and they'll tell you, Harry's, Harry's the fun one. Harry's the one that everybody goes, yeah. And I think because William has been told, listen, you're heir to the throne. Got you've got to maintain some sort of decorum. How old and is I William? Think, I don't know. He must be in his late 20s. Oh, he's 27. 27. So he'll be 28 this yeah. year. Yeah. And so he has, to, he has to tow party line, <clears throat> whereas Harry he can does. go out and get drunk, smoke, be a Jezebel, you know, just do anything at all, and nobody kept, they go, that's Harry. He, I think you'd have far more fun with Harry, whereas William, I remember seeing those dreadful pictures years ago where they went to Canada... And oh, they yes. gave them jackets and, and a baseball cap, and he did it backwards. And, and William did this, you know, down with the kids, and it just looks so and embarrassing. Prince, wasn't Prince Charles standing behind them, yeah. <laughs> looking very? They were so all out of dressed place. up, and it was just embarrassing. I cringe thinking, oh god, it was almost as bad as Jonathan Aitken's daughter going on the television, thinking she was a rapper, and she's kind of ooky gar, <laughs> and she she went into this black music shop in Soho, and she's trying to get down with the kids. My name is Aitken, what do I do? Kind of, and I'm thinking, I wish she go and fall <laughs> she down a drain. She was quite good, actually. She was quite sweet. She's mad as a brush, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that programme. Oh, dear. Somebody fun. says here, you say all the apprentice stars are deluded. Aren't they just? They're all show-offs. They're show-offs. They're silly people on the television. You, you've only got to watch that balmy one who's on the, uh, the Five programme. The one where you've got the bloke out of the Hovis advert, who's not, but he wears silly hats. The one who sits in the middle of this Five chat show. Oh, He's a, like a footballer. Um, I don't like that programme. No, it's a ghastly programme. Terrible used program. to have Melinda Messenger on it. My God, she was how, on we, it the other day. how we plumbed dead. Oh, she's back, is she? Yeah. Oh, how dreadful. Uh, but they've got this other girl from The Apprentice, another one who can't string two words together, sitting there. And you've got this footballer in the middle... Who just looks like a complete ace prune, I'm afraid. It's the footballer is called... is tall. Yeah. He used to have his own chat show. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and they did him on This Is Your Life, and they brought the wife on. She was huge. <laughs> and then they separated shortly after that. Ian Wright. Ian Wright, yeah. Not the brightest penny in the box, it has to be said. But do, a, do a programme with him. He, 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 just... he used to do a kind of a really trendy chat show, didn't he? With yeah. music and, and everything. Yeah. Sadly, not anymore, I'm afraid. <laughs> He's ghastly on this programme. Uh, dreadful. Stardust was the sequel to That'll Be The Day. Uh, though don't remember which one had the fun affair scenes. I think it was That'll Be The Day, and it was Ringo Starr in it. Yes. On the fun affair scenes. Nice little film, actually. Yeah, very good. Uh, Geraldine is Michael Winner's girlfriend. Geraldine. God, dear, honestly. Yes, Geraldine. How helpless am I. He used to write about, they always write about it in his, in his column in the newspaper. Yeah. Him and, uh, him and Geraldine. Used I went to, to his house. The one in Kensington. Huge. Oh, I've been past I know the house. 43 I've, rooms. I know I've been past it. Huge. He's got a house... 100 telephones. <laughs> Only 100? Swimming pool. Has, right, he got an, has he got an iPhone 3G? Uh, I should imagine Michael Winner... <laughs> uh, well, actually, I would think Geraldine's got the iPhone 3G. <laughs> if she's not, got any sense. He's got 35 minutes to yeah. try and get one. Yes. Go on, get in quick, Mike. Go on, Geraldine, have, have a go. 
Have a go. Yeah, the house is stunning, isn't it? It is fabulous, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. The garden backs onto Holland Park. Am I right? Um, it's around that area. Yes. yes. Yeah. Beautiful. It's in a road where there's about half a dozen big houses, yeah. and his is the bigger. This is the big. I he's mean, it is the... big. You can't even go to the front door. You've got to buzz yourself in. He li- he's lived there for a long time. Though. Long, long. I think it was his parents' house. Was it? Yes. I'm pretty certain. Uh, Scott says, I'm currently travelling around the world trying to catch up with your show. Managed to get to a PC to listen to you live from New Zealand. How much did John pay for his cruise? How much was the holiday? Somebody <laughs> asked me the other day. I don't, you, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. I've got... But somebody wanted to know how much the whole holiday was. They actually said it was... That much. Was it more? Yes. Oh, was it? Yes, it oh, was. Blimey. Oh, well, I can't tell you then. Wait, are we not telling people how much that holiday was? Well, no, because uh, I can't, really. No, you can't. I can't. No, because you're in the business. Yeah, and, it, and, I, and I, got, uh, I get... Con- we get concessions yeah. if you're in the business. Blimey, even with we- concessions it was that. Uh, yes, right. it was. Oh, right, OK. But it would have been much more. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Much, much more. Much, much more. Because I don't know now what an average holiday would cost. Well, you, I booked one the other day for someone. They're going on Sunday and they're having a week in your favourite place in the world, Grand Canary. Oh, how lovely. But they wanted how cheap lovely. and cheerful. <laughs> so they've got a flight and they've got a self-catering apartment, one-bedroom apartment, oh. transfers oh, for a week, going on Sunday. Very, very nice flight times. Yeah. And the total cost for the two of them was £579. For how long? For a week. For a week. £579. Yeah. In fl- it's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing That's what you cheap, can That's cheap, isn't it? That's for two people? That's the total cost. The That's total cost? That was the price for the two. Good grief. £579. Yeah. That's flights there and back. Just flights for each person. A self-catering apartment. Someone will meet you at the airport and take you to really? accommodation. You stay for a week and you, someone will take you back. You have to do all your own cooking. Well, you can go out to eat. Yes, to be honest with you, actually, in, in Grand Canary, there's no end of places to eat. Um, hundreds of restaurants. Yeah, hundreds of places. Canary. And good ones. Yeah. But it's it's Especially cheap. the Yumbo Centre. But then I've also booked... <laughs> that's very near the Yumbo Centre. Is it very well. near? I also... Would they be the sort of people who'd be looking forward to going to the Yumbo Centre? No. Right. <laughs> You're Not in for a shock. <laughs> they have no idea. <laughs> You're in for a shock on that there. one. Because <laughs> at night time, the Yumbo Centre... During the daytime, it's lots of little shops and everything else. Yeah. Night time, it becomes quite different. <laughs> it's funny. Jane, who works with me, my, <laughs> partner, my partner, she irons at this time of the morning. She listens to you every morning. She irons at five o'clock in the morning. She'll be laughing at that one then she about the Yumbo. Because she knows exactly who those people are. <laughs> oh, does she? <laughs> and what you just said is quite funny because they're... No way. I came back there from the Yumbo Centre. I have to tell Normally I go and buy something very silly on holiday, and this time I came back with a hula hula girl who danced, and she sort of went up and down, and she was on batteries and her little waist, and she did it to the music as well. And you still got one? I've still got it, but I, I detached the head. I've just got the legs moving now. Far more entertaining. LBC ninety self and others. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. This is LBC ninety seven point three. Time now six thirty. Twenty-five to uh, seven. Alex says at least Matthew didn't have any bad luck yesterday. He just picked a horse that couldn't win on that particular day. Oh yeah. Well, on the positive side, uh, you are moving in the right direction because it's Winners Friday. Hey. Hey. Uh, Alex had juicy pear. Yes. Second mm-hmm. out of ten, so he lost two pounds, but he's still twenty-three pounds sixty-five. Your young gladiator. We had we had high hopes. We did. Fifth mm. out of eight. Not very good at all. Darn beast. Two pounds. I know these pesky animals. Woody and Mushki, you know, should have uh, done something. Uh, total loss now ten pound twenty. Mm. I blame the weather. It's not. It's well. It's got nothing to do with the weather. It's that they can't run. No, they're they're cold. 
They're not cold, cold. They're horses. And it's all it was, yeah, exactly. All it was with you. Shit. It was horrible weather. Yes. It was cold and wet. Weather. Well, then put socks on. You can't run in socks. Of course you can. I'd run in socks. Uh, get all muddy. Well, yes. well, then I have to get muddy. Then you just hose them down. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, you lost. Yeah, all right. We've established that. So we're looking yeah. for something a little bit better today. I'm looking for you to up your ante. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know these feeble excuses like, oh, yeah, they can't run because it's wet. It's, it's all right. They're horses. All right. Friday's selection, the 8.15 at Wolverhampton. The Glamour Cat. Win only. <laughs> the Glamour Cat. Yeah, the Glamour Cat. It won't win. Of course it'll win. It'll walk it. will <laughs> be too busy looking in the mirror. Just go, hi, boys. And it'll <laughs> just... The other ones will be going, you know, and it'll just run straight down and it'll win. Okay. So they're running uh, on the all-weather track at Wolverhampton. They're also running at Lingfield and Sandown and at Fakenham, subject to an inspection. Uh, the news from NAG this morning, the 3.20 at Sandown. Kilcray Asler. What? I don't know. Kilcray Asler? I'll just read them out. What does that mean? Kilcray, which I guess is a place. Uh, oh, I see, Kilcray. Sounds Irish, doesn't it? Yes. Or Scottish. Yeah. Kilcray Asler. Do you know, honestly, do you really think they've got these up over their stables and you go down the line and you go, Dobbin, Ned, <laughs> Kilcray Asler. <laughs> <laughs> Who named that one? Or the Glamour Cat. Or the Glamour Cat. Which I much prefer the name of. I prefer, I wish we could call Glamour Puss. <laughs> That would make it more, more realistic. Kilcray Asler. Mm. OK, well, I mean, I don't, I don't hold out much hope for it. But Nor do I. <laughs> at least he's positive with these <laughs> yes. things. But oh. it's the weekend, so everything's good with the world. It is. You know, I love the weekend. I love Fridays, yeah. because, you know, you leave here in the morning, I think, oh, it's, it's just Friday. Mm-hmm. And I can go out tonight and I can have two You can let your wine. hair down. I can, you can paint the town red. I can. Why do we paint the town You'll red? You'll be propping up a bar somewhere in me? Soho at four o'clock in the morning. Me? I know you. Do you know, nothing would get me back into London to prop up a bar overnight. <laughs> Although you said, have done it. I, I have done it, mm. but only many, many years ago. I'm, I'm not like you, Matthew. I know when you're out there, you're like, whoo, you know, found clinging to a lamppost, you mm. know. <laughs> Shirt ripped off your back. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. Well, have a nice weekend. I will, thank you, and yourself. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a lovely one. Bless you. Thank you for that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Matthew Schofield there. I see that uh, still droning on. Denise Van Outen, angry, accused the BBC of dropping her from the talent show because she's pregnant. Uh, they've told you. I don't know how many more times, Denise. I know it's your only little bit of publicity you've had this year, love. You know, the first bit was getting pregnant, so well done you. And no doubt there'll be a book in the offing. But frankly, th- it's a new show. They were looking for new panellists. You weren't included. Neither was John Barrowman, neither was anybody else. And um, who are they looking for this time on well, the show? Well, uh, they're, they're looking for now uh, somewhere for Over the Rainbow. Oh, OK. She Judy did. Garland? Sorry? They're looking for Judy Garland, or are they looking for... Toto. Toto. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Tin Man. No, they're looking for somebody to play Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. OK. In The Wizard of Oz. Right. But, you know, she weren't included. It's a feeble excuse, and you know it is. But as I say, it's the best bit of publicity you're going to get this year, so you might as well cling on to it for as long as you can. Denise said, I should, it should be up to women to decide if they feel well enough to carry on working. They don't want you. Got nothing to do with the fact you're pregnant. Well, maybe it'd be... Like Heather Mills going, do you not want me? No. Is it because I've only got one leg? No. It's because they've got different people. Yeah, different people. You don't want to see the same dreary old faces, Denise. How boring would that be? But they did it on Strictly Come Dancing. They changed the crew. Yes, you they? changed the crew. You changed of course, the crew. she's decided she needs some... Pub- they've obviously gone, how can we get publicity for her? I know. Pregnant. <laughs> didn't get the new show. Oh, dear, because I'm pregnant. It's so dreary. And it's also sloppy, lazy journalism. You know, it's all people need to do is go to the BBC and go, OK, which one said to her you didn't get the job because you're pregnant? That's what I want to know. Because otherwise it's a load of old hooey, isn't it? Yeah. Are you watching Dancing on Ice? 
Uh, I've watched a little bit. Are you, are you talking about the uh, the comedy series on the television with Holly... Oh, good Lord, here's my chest showing enough. And uh, Peter... Uh, no, not Peter. It's, um... Who's the little man who... Do- Phil- Philip Schofield. <laughs> Another quick fag. Out onto the ice again. They Leave both smoke. Alone. They both smoke. I know they do. It's I dreadful. You can hear them. it in his voice. I've <clears> smoked <throat> with him, actually. Sorry? I have smoked with him. Really? Yeah, I thought we were talking about the Olympics. The Olympics? That the was Winter very Olympics. We actually got disqualified the other day for the Did speed we? skating, yeah. Because we're not very good, or we were too I don't fast. know, I can't remember. I only came in at the end where they went, no, she's been sent off the ice. Off the ice! <laughs> To be honest with you, off bad enough standing up without actually skating on the blooming stuff. So then you must agree that when you watch Dancing on Ice, that they do incredibly well, don't you think? It's, well, to be honest with you, if you actually, if you're there, I'm told, they're not going very fast at all. It's quite slow. You've still got to stand up. Oh, well, listen, you backside. stand up. I'd like to see you stand up. I, 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 I can stand up we'll on go. ice. We'll have an LBC day out. Think the again. Steve Allen show Think hits again. the eyes. No, 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 no. Steve Allen on eyes. Big news tonight is mm. who killed Archie. Oh, yeah. The answer, anybody from Equity. <laughs> <laughs> for, for bad acting, I'm afraid. And is it live? It's live. Mm. Not all of it. Oh. They've got bits that they have to go to because it's filmed on a different part of the lot. Right. So they've got different bits. And I think they have some outs in case somebody goes... Do you know, I can't remember my line at all. <laughs> but the worst thing is that the bookmakers are taking odds on who killed Archie Mitchell. To be honest with you, I really couldn't give a stuff. Well, someone I'm must not... know, and they could put bets on it. Someone must know. Somebody wrote it. Well, the... Well, the um... They've got lots of different endings. So they, yes. Well, apparently three. Hmm. They normally um, have three. What they've actually got four. now is nine to four Ben Mitchell, whoever he is. Eleven to four Sean Slater. Whoever he is. Three to one Joel Reynolds. Anybody know who these people are? No. Seven to one, Gene Slater. Eight to one, Shirley Carter. And nine to one, Ryan Malloy. Well, somebody tell me who these people are. I think they're all in Emmerdale. Well, that's what... I think they're cows in Emmerdale. I, d- I think they're the ones who killed Archie. I'm sure Susan Spence would know. They're so desperate that their, their TV biz exclusive in The Sun today is, is a whole double-page spread on who are the people who bashed him. Who cares? He's out the series. But, He's dead. Good. People that watch it care... Services it's to a acting. Big, big thing. Really? Yes. It is. Wow. I, I'm looking for uh, the BAFTAs this Sunday. God, we've got everything going on this week, haven't we? It's an awards time, and we've had the Brits. Are you actually going to the BAFTAs? No. I was going to go, but I couldn't be bothered. You couldn't be bothered? Washing the cat. You didn't want to. <laughs> Glamour <laughs> put. Glamour I didn't cat. want to. Uh, to be honest with you, this, this dressing up malarkey is just a bit tiring. I don't think you have to dress up, do you? It, well, you it's do a, if yes, you, you really... You don't turn up in your jeans and your hoodie, no, do you? No, I, th- I think, to be honest with you, you, you should dress up for these kind of things. And also, things. Prince, isn't Prince William giving an award? Is he? Yes. Perhaps his hair <laughs> would be quite nice. <laughs> Somebody can now win my hair. I think that's, that's a fairly good idea. I like that one. Well, it's always, it's, the, it's, the Baptists are important now because they, it used to be after the Oscars. Yeah. And now it's before, and they reckon that, you know, when, when whoever wins the Baptists will go on to win the Oscar. That's true. Exciting. Well, you have to get the film up then. I've seen up. You've seen yes. You liked it. You saw yeah. it at the IMAX. Mm, yes. Did it look better there? Well, it looked bigger. Yeah. Because it's the screen's the size of this building. Yeah. That we're in, which is not very good radio. But you mustn't confuse this, ladies and gentlemen, with another film that's also nominated for several Oscars, which is called Up in the Air, which is a George Clooney film oh. about someone who is obsessed for collecting air miles and travels on aeroplanes all the time. I've got a friend like that. It's very funny. She collects air miles. Who? Our friend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I she collects air miles. Not as many as George Clooney. Nelson says, read the show, The Wedding's on TV. What you saw last night was Irish travellers having a good time. Well, it was called Gypsy Weddings. I was quite well aware of what the programme was called. He says, always remember it takes many colours to make a rainbow. Are you on drugs or something? <laughs> 
takes many colours to make a rainbow. Imagine. There's me thinking just black. <laughs> <laughs> in the David Dimbleby programme that I was talking about, The Seven Ages of Britain, which is excellent. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get this on DVD. Oh, you've got to get it on DVD. My friend Jackie Gill will know about this. Uh, and, uh, How We Built Britain was my, my other favourite. Slowly. Sorry? As Nick Ferrari pointed out on Breakfast yesterday, it's taking us longer to mm-hmm. repair Albert Bridge than it took them to build the Empire State Building. Incredible. Is it just it? that we have the dimmest builders in the entire world, or is it because we're just dragging it out for as much money as we can? Yeah, put the price up, put the price up. Ridiculous. When you look at some of the buildings that we that you see, he just did the Tudors this week uh, in the programme. Great. And he went to, you know, Hampton Court and, and various other places. But he, he went, what, what uh, triggered that off then was that you said about rainbows. Well, there's a picture of Queen Elizabeth I, which was especially commissioned to show her power. And there she is, the Virgin Queen, you know, overlooking Britain, saying, I am the most important person, I am a religious person. And then she's got this rainbow in front of her, and she is the sun. And he explains it all. And then when you look closely at this painting on her dress, she's got eyes and ears on the, on the cloth, which means that only she sees and has people everywhere listening to everything in case there's treason. Very, very, very clever. You see what intellect I bring to your programme? I was younger, and we had to stop the car so I could have a wee. I made a rainbow as well. <laughs> Quarter to seven. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. A suspected armed robber described as... 97.3. Don't forget, if you listen to Nick Ferrari at breakfast all next week, where thanks to South Africa tourism, you could be jetting off to the beautiful city of Cape Town. You get the chance to experience great wildlife, fantastic culture and the amazing food and drink that South Africa has to offer. So if you chance to win a trip to South Africa, tune into Nick Ferrari's Breakfast Show all next week on LBC 97.3. How lovely. Ten to seven, you've got ten minutes left to get your bids in very quickly for the Steve Allen special this morning. It's an Apple iPhone 3G. Beats the mountain bike we had at Christmas time, I think. And uh, must have top of the uh, top of the range gadget. It's got everything. All singing, all dancing. Can be. You're going to want it. I mean, just the very idea that you're going to be holding it in your hand. You're going. I can't afford one. You can now on this program. I want one. Yeah, you've got one. Oh, you haven't got the three G. No. Oh, John. I've got three G. Would you like to look at mine? Videos on three G, can't you? Um. I think there's an app you can have. There's probably an app. Yeah. There's an app for the three G that you can't have on the two G. The one I use all the time. The app I use all the time Mm. on this is Shazam. Shazam is the one where you're listening to a song on the radio and you think, I wonder what that is. Click on Shazam, hold your phone up, and it will then digest it and then come up with the with the name of the song. So clever, isn't it? It's so brilliant. I play solitaire on sleeps. How how do you win the iPhone? Well, you have to to work out what the lowest unique bid will win. You know, the lowest unique bid will be. So for example, you know, if if I make a bid of thirty three pence, which I can't go in for it and John does, it cancels them out. But if I make thirty three and nobody goes under thirty three and I'm the only one, it's mine. So what you have to do is you've got to work out the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. This hammer will come down in nine minutes' time. To play, listen carefully, text LBC, followed by your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid... 48 pence. OK, you text LBC, 48, make up your own, and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 7am, you must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Hooray, I hope you are uh, better. And incidentally, as was sent in by a number of people the other day, the solution to the airport security. Mm -hmm. These are all the people saying that it's an infringement of your civil liberties to be uh, photographed by a scanner. Right. And you think, oh, well, I tell you, just take everybody on with bombs on then. Why don't we do that? How stupid. But here is the solution from Rosemary, who says, have an appropriate booth... 
that you step into it. Won't X-ray you, but will detonate any explosive device you may have on you. That way, they get their wish and we get ours. True. That seems fairly simple, doesn't it? And who? I've never been so stupid as yeah. doing away with these things, which which protects our security. I would want to make sure I was going to be safe on an aeroplane. Absolutely. Or and some if, prune in their stupid civil liberties. And if somebody won't, refuses to go in there, then they don't go on the plane. Well, that's what they have said now at the Goodbye. airport. They have said if you do not subject yourself to this thing, they're not going to let you fly. No, and no refund on the ticket. Nothing. No. Goodbye. And just remember, no false beards. No wigs, none of this kind of stuff. No, There's going to be somebody who's going to be stupid, though, aren't there? Of course there are. I do see them all the time on these airport <laughs> programs, which I sit there riveted to, <laughs> thinking, you know, why don't you turn... There was one woman, and she did the whole bit at the at the checkout, where, please, I have to travel to Paris, I have to get back there. And they went, well, you turned up late. And, and they went, look, the gate's closed, it's been closed five minutes, please let me go, please. No, and we ha- we'll, we'll transfer you. But it'll cost thirty-five pounds, whatever it was. Yeah. I have no money. I have nothing. <laughs> and she did the whole crying bit. And the man standing there going, "I'm sorry, you're not getting on the plane, please." What is it about the word no? <laughs> and she said, "I have no money." I have no... Eventually, she managed to find a credit card. How lucky was that? <laughs> all these people. I tell you what, they use all the time. I've got to go to a funeral. Yes, they that's use a that big one. one, isn't it? They don't let you on at all. Terribly sorry. They're going to be burying them without you, then, aren't they? You should have turned up on time. I'm so angry. <laughs> the, the two people that won the £56 million last week... My bit... bestest friends in the whole wide world. <laughs> I love them. quite interesting. It says in the... It's not uh, interesting. It was, should have been my money. There was nothing interesting about <laughs> you it. You could have had the other half. What about the person in... Was it in Spain that won that? Apparently, yeah. the, the, the man bought the ticket. The husband bought yes, the ticket. Yes, it's his money. It's his money. Yes. If they split up a divorce, she has no claim no. on it whatsoever. Because I said yesterday, there was a piece in the paper and they had the woman's father mm-hmm. saying, you know, how does it feel that your daughter's got all this money? And I'm saying on air, but she hasn't. The ticket was bought by the, by the, the man mm. and the cheque was made payable to him. Not to both of them. No. Made payable to him. If she walks out tomorrow, she gets nothing. And she can't claim for it no. either because it was something that he won. I'd hate to think he'd be trading her in for a younger model. That would be or awful. Or an older model. An old, who trades in for an older model? Some people do. Whoa. Some people do. Maybe. But I hope they stay together forever. Oh, of course And have lots do. of children. Although the trouble is, money can sometimes make people a little bit, you know... What? difficult. Well, I wouldn't have come out there and put my I picture have, all exactly. over the paper either. No, the moment you stick your fizzog on the front of the papers, I'm afraid that's it, isn't it? I should think a small Amazon rainforest has disappeared just to give the, the, the begging letters that they're going to receive. Well, I'm continuing sending. I'm, I'm really not. I'm now a disabled widow in my 80s looking for maybe a Christmas dinner this year. And you could text from your new... I th- uh, your 3G Apple iPod. That iPhone. would be good, wouldn't yeah. it? Yes, that'd be quite nice. Ray says, John, that's my stomach, I do beg your pardon. John Warrington, will you marry me and with your supply of cheap holidays make me the happiest man in the world? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm there sorry. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Solves that one, doesn't it, really? Um, actually, I'm, I'm waiting for Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole? Yes. Very shortly, she could be available. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, and Brenda says, I saw the bit of the programme about the gypsy weddings. The wedding dresses and the carriages reminded me of glamour model Jordan's wedding. The trouble is, Brenda, there was nothing glamorous about Jordan's wedding. Peter Andre sweated like a bucket throughout the whole thing. And Jordan just looked, just ghastly, I'm afraid. Well, the, the last, the latest wedding wasn't, didn't, it happened, no. it happened in about 30 He's seconds, so, I don't it? know why she's settled down with him, I mean, she looks so old. Because she loves him. 
course she does, yeah. She used to love Pete. Yeah, she used to love Pete. She used to yeah. love everybody, but then she loved nobody no more except herself. <laughs> she she said it in that programme. Are you watching Lark Rise to Candleford? No, I'm not. No, me neither. And yet no. I do like a costume drama. I love a costume drama. That's why drama. I'm here at LBC. I love it. Everyone you come in and there's people, you know, dressed as peasants and things like, mainly peasants. But they don't realise, the listeners at home, that we're actually dressed in full Victorian costume this morning. Do you know, could you be doing with dressing up in full Victorian costume? Every Friday. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Listen, you've only got four minutes left to have a go for my uh, Apple iPhone 3G. But somebody's going to get it. It doesn't go to, to, to nobody. There's always going to be a winner. Nick Ferrari is going to be talking about the news that Peter Blake is on the run mm-hmm. after disappearing from his trial at the Royal Courts of Justice. That was a cock-up of the first order, it wasn't certainly it? certainly was. Here he is, a dangerous man. Oh, yes, just wander out and have a chat to your solicitor. Unbelievable, Disappears. isn't it? And um, Nick wants to know why shops have to pay twice if they want to listen to the radio. The most bizarre... And uh, Artie Halle, head of the Fleet Street Consultancy, is looking at the papers this morning. Joshua Rosenberg is talking about dangerous suspects subjected to formal security. Should they be? And what is the, uh, what is the legal angle? And talking to uh, Deborah Bell, this is the woman whose son got involved with cannabis. And then she wrote a book about it. Mm. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari this morning. Uh, I'm off. You're and off. You're off as well? I'm off, and I might watch that programme again. Uh, Sue Johnson, who I adore, Sue Oh, she's Johnson. good, yeah. She's wonderful. Did a lovely programme on finding Shangri-La. She did a journey through China, and it was lovely. For, all from a book that her mum read for her when she was a child. Excellent. John's back with us next week. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. I'm back with you on Sunday morning. Don't forget Sheila Hancock in conversation. Nick at seven. Here's today's business update. Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. Toyota's shutting down its UK plant for two